Hey y'all, it is the 31st of January, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Bread. Scripture, readings, and thoughts brought to you by St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clarence Center at JesusInTheClarenceCenter.org. I'm Rev Zach. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3. Again, this is uh, Paul's letter to his uh, disciple, his follower, uh, Timothy. It's written to a pastor, a young pastor, but so many of his words apply to everyone, whether or not you're a pastor, a husband, a a wife, a uh, bricklayer, whatever you are. Well, let's pray that God would open his word to us. Gracious God, thank you for sending this letter to Timothy so long ago. Thank you that by your Holy Spirit you have inspired it and bring it to us today. I pray that you would encourage us and strengthen us for this walk. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, this is the English Standard Version. Paul writes, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. And then he says, avoid such people. That is a long list of, wow, the world is, we think the world is bad today. Paul obviously thought it wasn't so good, you know, back in his day either. And I don't think it, human nature has changed much. And we see this both in in our hearts and in the world. Uh, Paul says to avoid such people. Does that mean we don't hang out with people who are sinners because everyone's a sinner? I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying um, we can do better. Um, Don't let those people bring you down. Verse 6, Paul says, For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. And in a moment, he's going to talk about where truth comes from. He'll talk about scripture, how it is breathed by God, spoken out by God, and how we can know it is true. Unlike, as he says up above, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. All right, verse 8, he says, Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. Now, if you don't know who these guys are, don't feel bad. I I didn't know either. Like, who are these guys? I don't recognize them anywhere in the Bible. These guys apparently are known in at least Jewish uh, rabbi traditions of two guys who were in Pharaoh's court, uh, maybe two of the magicians that Pharaoh uh, hired, and uh, they opposed Moses. They're the guys that did some of the same things as Moses. All right, you throw your staff down, it becomes becomes a uh, snake. We're going to do the same thing. So uh, just as in those days, those guys you know, could only do so much uh, by pow- the power of evil, um, Paul is here telling Timothy, don't worry about those who oppose you. They are only going to get so far. All right, now he's going to transition and and talk about scripture. This is really, really important. Verse 10, he says, you, however, have followed my teaching, 
my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. It seems like Timothy is from Lystra. That's where he started joining Paul on the missionary journey. Paul says, you know me. You know the way I've lived. And he lists several things, what he's taught, uh, his conduct, his, his aim in life or his purpose, his faith, his patience, his love, his steadfastness, and of course his persecutions, his sufferings. We could do well in, in these ways to emulate the Apostle Paul, emulate the saints of God who have gone before us. So I guess that's a good prayer. A good prayer. Lord, help, help us to learn from the teaching and the conduct and so on uh, from those, those who are godly. And then he goes on and says, verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Don't you just keep seeing over and over again how it's, it's unusual for us in America to not have persecution for being a Christian? We have some. You know, there are certain churches that are not popular because of the stand they take. They are, uh, don't fall in line with mainstream culture, what it means to love. Love is love and all those things. Uh, they're not happy about uh, drag queen, um, bingo, and things like that. They, they think it's harmful. Uh, for our, our youth and our kids to think it's okay. And when they speak out, they are unpopular. They're not yet persecuted, although, you know, it's coming. And he said, Paul here says that anyone who desires to live for God will be persecuted. Verse 13, While evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Remember Jesus, he said, um, he called the teachers who were off track, you know, blind, leading the, the blind. Here it says, deceiving and being deceived. Here's the thing about deceit. Uh, when you are deceived, you don't know it. You just don't know. You know, our, this happens in our life, right? Am I paying too much for my uh, electric bill? Maybe I'm getting tricked, hoodwinked. Uh, someone literally just texted me and said, hey, you know, I think your insurance policy is going to lapse tomorrow. You better give us a call. It's like, are you trying to trick me? Yeah, of course they are. In, in our life, we are aware that there are people out there who are fraudulent and try to scam us, try to take our money. Well, in some ways, the thing, same thing is true spiritually. There are forces out there who want to hoodwink you, who want to trick you. And when they do, when they convince you that what, what they think is true is true, you don't know it. That's the scary thing about being deceived. Lord, open our eyes. All right, verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. I think Paul is saying, yeah, you learned it from me, but you also learned it from the Lord, as he says here, verse 15. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. You know, if there was something out there that you could buy that would make you, you know, I don't know, probably not in those, these words, but wise for salvation, something that would give you the fountain of youth, the elixir of all despair, you know, whatever it might be, that would like sell like crazy, right? Like masks were selling uh, and toilet paper was selling, you know, three years ago when COVID, uh, back then coronavirus uh, came out. 
for the first time uh, throughout the world. Here he says the sacred scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul says other places, it's these scriptures that are able to give you faith. You know, we, we don't we don't worship the Bible. We worship the God who speaks to us in His Word, the the God who gives us the Bible. In verse 15, verse sixteen, a great verse to hang up in your house. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Here, of course, Paul, you know, emphasizes this for the man of God, the the pastors that Timothy needs to call into sharing the work with him. But it's this word of God is for all of us, that all of us might be complete and ready to do good works, right? So here he says, all scriptures is breathed out. It's spoken by God. And it's, uh, we could say, inspired or inspirited. Uh, the Holy Spirit has spoken. And it's profitable. It's good. And then he uses four words here uh, that, I don't know if this is true, but some have said, you know, it's profitable for teaching and reproof. This is what we believe. Like teaching informs what we believe. And reproof um, it forms how uh, it, it shapes, it changes how we think. So it's kind of like the, the positive and negative about what we believe. And then correction and training in righteousness is perhaps how we live. It informs how we live and it, and it changes how we live. So whether or not that's helpful, I don't know. Maybe these are just synonyms of each other. Um, but the Word of God is powerful. And it does what it says. All right? So, uh, so many good things to think about here. I just want to end with a prayer. Oh, Lord, allow all of us to be examples for those who believe, as was Paul to Timothy. Through your powerful word, train us in righteousness, that we might be equipped for every good work that you call us to. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, you all have a great day. Thank you so much for checking in and spending a few minutes here uh, hearing and uh, thinking about God's Word. All right, take care. Bye.